0: Welcome to Book Pleather, Fact Fiction and Fabulousness, the reading podcast from St Ian's High School in Kirkentillough. Today the focus is on audiobooks. We chat to maths teacher Mr McKean and Mrs McCarthy and me, Miss McLean, will be talking about Ross McKenzie's truly magical debut novel, The Nowhere Emporium. We'll also introduce a new section, what you're reading and what you're watching, and we hope that you enjoy us as we share our stories. to welcome Mr McKean along to the podcast this month. Hello. Hiya. Really excited to talk to you about books and reading and stories and I believe, if it's not too much of a spoiler, that you've got a real passion for audiobooks, is that
1: right? Yeah, that's right. So I'm not brilliant for reading, so I, I try to get into audiobooks as, as a way in kind of thing, so quite keen on the audiobooks just now, oh, quite enjoying fantastic.
0: them.
2: Fantastic. It's just another way to discover a story, that's Certainly. what we're always yeah. saying. I'm a big fan of audiobooks as well, I yeah. think I discovered them over... First lockdown, I see Discovered, they've been around for ages, but started listening to them over the first lockdown, I think mainly because I like having another voice in the house, like because a lot of time I was on my own, uh-huh. so and having another voice was good, so I totally yeah. understand the... the no, it was periods. actually
1: a lockdown as well for me, because I listened to a lot of podcasts.
2: Same, yep. Um,
1: <laughs> and then I just sort of thought, I'll try an audiobook, and what it actually was, was, it was a long journey we were going on, and we bought an audiobook, and stuck mm-hmm. it on in the car, Like the journey was about three or four hours and the audiobook just killed so much time and then started getting into
0: ask for that
2: It's a good way to kill, I, I remember in my last school actually, I took some kids out on Duke of Edinburgh right. and it, they did their bronze award and they listened to Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, like it's... walking they listened to it all day every day, it was so good so every time I heard Stephen Fry's voice I was like, there's that yeah. group here they are, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good. It's a good way to pass time and it is. I think it's a good mindful thing as well, like good for mindfulness good for calming down relaxation yep. What book are you reading just now then? Well,
1: the book that I'm listening to at the moment is called Thursday Murder Club by Richard Osman.
0: Am I right in saying he's on Pointless? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and
1: House of Games? Another, another, started, game show, yeah, sure? another game show. he um, another game show. So it's his first His first novel, I believe. Got another one out now as well. But that's the one I'm listening to at the moment. Yeah.
2: What, are you enjoying it so far? Really enjoying, enjoying it, anymore. yeah.
1: I'm really enjoying it. So the audiobooks, is about a 12-hour all-in, 12-hour lesson. so I'm about a third of the way through it. And I just listened to it. Normally, when I'm driving to work, so my commute about can be anything between half an hour and an hour. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a good way just to unwind after mm-hmm. school and the drive home, just listen to a few chapters. Yeah.
2: Mm. Who who narrates it? Just out of interest, is it Richard? Osborne no, it's himself? not. Oh, it's right. not him. There's
1: different voices in oh, it for okay. different characters, mm-hmm. so it's not it's not Richard. I don't
2: think anyway. <laughs> right, oh, that's quite
0: interesting when it's different people yeah. who are in the race, because normally yeah. like, it is, as you say, like Stephen Fry mm-hmm. with Harry Potter, it's one person
2: putting yeah. on uh-huh. the voices. It's interesting yeah. they've done that yeah. Thursday Murder Club, well, a yeah. like variety as well, I suppose. Uh, Okay, so another question for you, so what is the last book that made you laugh or cry?
1: Well, the last book that made me laugh was Kevin Bridges, so <laughs> I, see why. That, was, I, that was the one I was talking about when it was a, a long journey we went on, and we put Kevin Bridges mm-hmm. on, and it was his book called we need to talk about Doctor Doctor <laughs> and it's narrated by him like, and please. it's just hilarious like it's just like being at a comedy show basically really really funny definitely recommend it
0: so is it a biography does he talk about his yeah, life yeah or... he talks
1: about his life but it just that he has really funny stories in it and i'm a big fan of him anyway mm-hmm. so even just his voice and the way he tells a story is. i think it's brilliant so that's the, yeah the last one that made me laugh
0: I think he's a great example
2: of yeah. a cracking storyteller yes, yes. so yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot to be said for comedy, comedy books especially comedy autobiographies because I've listened to a Rob Beckett one uh, uh, a class yeah, act yeah. he's so funny uh, he's great and also there was another one Oh, is it Daisy Mae Cooper? Or that Don't little, Laugh at Lonely Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I really like hearing the voice of the person saying it because they, they, they're they so good at telling their stories and it's nice hearing the story in their own voice and it yeah. would totally kill it if it was somebody else no, who, who narrated it. What's the book that you couldn't finish?
1: I started one, an audiobook, called The Hunting Party by something called Lucy Foley. I never oh, ended up finishing it. Oh,
0: yeah, that was, was actually recommended on our Netflix for, for the PE department. I think Miss Murphy oh, really no, loved no, it, but it wasn't for you at all, Miss No, thinking,
1: I, I just, I never, I don't know, it didn't really grip me and mm-hmm. no, I never managed to finish it. But I may go back one day. What,
0: what's it about? Just said I don't know. I don't know. I'm reading, right seeing it's like
2: some kind of twisty who done it murder mystery. Yeah, or, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. I feel there's a theme here: Thursday murder, call, <laughs> murder mystery <Aye>. <laughs> <laughs> So not your not your cup of tea. But.
1: No, it's just
2: nah But like you said, it's something that you can go back to as well. Yeah. Like I find that. I tend to go back to books quite a lot. Currently, I've gone back to a book from university. I had to read Emma for first year was juniors I'm not a massive Austin fan. Uh, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> I, right, sh- the English department didn't hear this, so right, don't listen. Um, but yeah, so I thought I was like, do you know what? I'm going to give her a chance. Like, I, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Right? Maybe I'm a bit older, more mature. Maybe appreciate this more. And I actually I do appreciate it a bit more. I quite enjoy the fact we sit and talk about other people and like there's the scandal. I do quite enjoy that, but. Yeah, I know what you mean. Sometimes it was good just to come back to
1: yeah
2: Yeah, yeah. What book would you like to read next then?
1: Well, when I finish this one, quickly like to try, Richard Dawson's got another one out called The Man Who Died Twice. Is it in
2: the series? Is, yeah, it, is it see, I think so, go. yeah.
1: Yeah, sticking with the theme of murders. murders. Yeah. <laughs> A
2: bit <like> Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be the next one on the list. But I need to finish this one first because I've got previous of starting something and not finishing mm-hmm. it, so I'm not gonna get too ahead of myself.
2: Persevere and stick <laughs> stick through <It's laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. What's your earliest uh, reading reading memory?
1: Well, probably not the earliest reading memory, but I remember in doing my higher English and stuff like that. We used to do the book we did Sunset Song.
2: Oh I did that as well. classic episode yeah. So did. I oh, was <laughs> uh, and
1: it was quite a hard read like
0: so yeah,
2: I remember yeah. the
1: language and things I remember at Parents Night the English teacher saying Mum like you know, you need to start reading more. Mm-hmm. So she's the English teacher said, it doesn't need to be a book, You can be anything mm-hmm. that anything interests you. So my higher English teacher got me into reading uh, the newspaper. Oh. And she said, are you interested? And I said, well, I'm a interested in football. So she goes, read the sport. So every night after school, I used to go home, my mum and dad, they would buy the paper, We'd buy the Herald every mm-hmm. day. And I would just get given the, the sport. Um, and I would just go and read that. And then that's what kind of got me back into it really. And I genuinely think it did help with my higher English.
2: Can you tell that to some of, can you do, can you tell some of the pupils as well because sure. <laughs> I tell, I do, I tell my, my fourth years in particular, I tell everyone but I always read the news and read something you're interested in like you don't need to sit and read about Foreign affairs. If that's not what you're interested
1: yeah. in, you read something that you like. So that's oh, that's that. So I, I still do that. I still buy nice. this. I buy the newspaper. <laughs> I take out the sport, and I don't read the rest of it. I do the sp- I read the sport, and I do the puzzles page, and that's me. Oh,
2: so, so that's the thing. It's reading for fun. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. absolutely. Yeah, there's
2: no point just reading just for the sake of reading. It has to be something that you enjoy yeah. and you want you want to read. So, this is, I'm totally going to just ask a random question that we've not we've not thought about, but what would you say to somebody who hasn't read an audiobook, who's maybe thinking about trying an audiobook, what would you say to them? How would you kind of encourage them, or would you encourage them to get into it?
1: No, I would. I think, it's as you said earlier, I think it's quite good for your mind as well. Mm-hmm. During lockdown, when everybody's going out walks, because yeah. you know, that was all you could do. I used to sometimes just put the headphones in and just listen to the book as I was walking, or a podcast. Mm-hmm. I think it's <laughs> quite good for your mental health, I, I really do believe that. It's a good way for me to unwind after mm-hmm. a long day. If I'm driving into school or work, whatever your occupation may be, I can't listen to a book in the way mm-hmm. in because I'm always I'm thinking about my day ahead, like, and I've got the book on. I've had, I've tried it loads of times, and I just can't follow. I'm distracted. Because I'm thinking mm-hmm. about my day, but I find it on my way home, when I can just really, really, mm-hmm. you know, get invested in the book and listen to it properly on the way home. But it's a good way to unwind if you're not brilliant at reading books. I'm definitely not brilliant at reading Mm -hmm. books. It's a good way in that way.
2: Do you listen to audiobooks too?
0: Though? Do You know, I'm, I'm the same. Like you, i discovered them as if they'd yeah. been about. And uh, it's great because I find it's good when you're doing other things. So I don't yeah. really do it on a commute. I tried it on a mm-hmm. commute and it didn't work mm-hmm. for me. But it does work for me when I'm doing the dishes. Yeah, it do. So that's when, it, that's when I tend to do it. And I look forward to it now. Yeah. And it doesn't seem such a chore doing some of these other things. So I think if you find a time that works for you when you're
2: listening to audiobooks,
0: yeah. you can fit it in
2: around what works for you. I think for me... It's wit- trying to go to sleep, like trying to unwind and go to sleep. I mm. either will read or I'll listen to an audiobook depending on how tired I am. But I find it's really soothing and yeah, I really, really enjoy it. It's the nicest but nice way to go to sleep <laughs> with yeah. the
0: voice. Can I ask? I've always wondered how do you get around the problem of falling asleep
2: before or oh. reach the end of so your section. I usually <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm quite I'm quite regimented I kinda know how long it takes me to get to sleep, so I'll usually just put it on for about half an hour. Right. And then I'll I, I usually just play it the next night from where I left off but then I'm like no I don't remember that so I rewind a wee bit and then I find the bit that I last remember and then go from there oh that's a great um, tip but, but sleep t- yeah sleep timer is the way to go <laughs> right. it's a good to do. thank you because
0: that's yeah. always put me off I thought I'd just miss it and see if it's a who done it, like what you're reading yeah, pets, no yeah. thank you so yeah, much, much for joining problem. us no problem thanks yeah. for having me on it's been yeah. brilliant to put the spotlight on audio books yeah. as well absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Hello and welcome to this month's edition of Book Fact, Fiction and Fabulousness. This month we are going to be reviewing the book The Nowhere Emporium by Ross McKenzie and this was a book that won the Scottish Children's Book Award. So very good book and we're going to talk about it today. What will we start with? It's summed up in a sentence. Summed up in a sentence. Oh, I'm rubbish at this. You're right. not. You're not. No. <laughs> Can I go first, though? Because I feel like you always do it better. No, no, you go Okay, so mine... Oh, it's always rubbish. But right, I've said... So, summed up, a magical adventure story for a book lover. Because the, this, this book sort of pays homage to different books and the process of writing and stories, I think if you love books you really appreciate this book if that makes sense. Hopefully, it'll become more clear the further we go on <laughs> when we when we talk about it. But I, yeah, as a book lover, I love this book.
0: That's so. a, a great way <laughs> of
2: doing it because it is, it's all about like stories and writing Yeah, I know absolutely yeah.
0: I described it as a gorgeously magical story and a truly worthy successor to Harry Potter see all was much better no not at all not at yeah. all but we were just talking about this before we started recording I feel like for years I kept being promised the next best mm-hmm. like the next thing after Harry Potter I feel like I found it in the Nowhere Emporium and just mm-hmm. it's a just a brilliant read, it's
2: really yeah. magical I think on the back of the book it talks about there's a little review from The Guardian and it says the shop is right up there with Ollivander's as a magical place that readers will want to explore again and again it's, as soon as I, <laughs> I started reading it I was like, it's just like Ollivander's from Harry Potter, <laughs> I loved it yeah, it's it's a really really good book and we were kind of saying this before we d- we just we started the podcast but I really think this would work well as a TV show or as a film, there's just the way it's written, I think there's The descriptions are incredible, and I just think it would lend itself so well to film or TV. It's very visual. This is a book, actually, that I discussed in classes. Uh, So
0: I read out the first page to classes Mm -hmm. to see what they thought, because there's so much visual imagery, Mm -hmm. and you've got the idea of the shop appearing out of absolutely nowhere and people talking about it. But then it talks about the other scents. Mm -hmm. So it had the scent of a barbecue and (laughs) sea spray in the summer.
2: And I just feel like I'd been through a whole sensory experience by the time I'd read the book. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. But you were talking about the shop there. How about we talk about the title then? So, what did you like about the title? Well, I feel like we're on a theme with Harry Potter. Yeah. And the re- <laughs> I think I sh- it's important to say that it
0: doesn't feel like a rip off of no. Harry Potter. It feels more like an homage to it. Yeah. And it captures some of the same magical sense of it. But I'm going to quote Dumbledore <gasps> um, because that was my opinion of the title. Words are our most inexhaustible source mm-hmm. of magic. Uh, and I just feel that Ross Mackenzie is a wizard with words. He mm-hmm. just creates a, like a whole story world and we're completely in it and the, the title conjures up this sense of an old-fashioned mm-hmm. shop crammed yep. full
2: of mysteries and yep. things waiting to be explored that's what i thought too i thought the fact it's called an emporium like it just sounds so grand and majestic i, I really lo- i love that i thought there was a lot of mystery in the title because when i looked at it i was like the nowhere emporium what does that mean so i like that the title is so intriguing that you want, you want to read on. you want to you know what you want to find out like my first thought was like what does this place sell like what is this what's happening here so i thought it was really really good in terms of drawing you in i also like what well, the spoiler this is part of a series there's also the elsewhere emporium and the other way emporium mm-hmm. so as they go i'm looking of like go on i'm like what on earth is going on with this so i feel like <laughs> they've maintained my my interest i will definitely be reading the rest of these um, Oh, Sooner, yeah, yeah, the, absolutely the, available in the library. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So, will we will we move on to character? Yes, yeah. I think
0: so. So, uh, Daniel's the main character, yep. um, and one of the things I really liked about Daniel is that he's from Glasgow. Yeah, and yep. again, we talked about this before with the Fox Girl on the White because mm-hmm. It was so nice to read about a character that's from the same mm-hmm. place that you are. Yeah, he's actually not my favourite character. Same. <laughs> um, my favourite character is Ellie. snap Oh, we do well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just found her. You talked <laughs> about the title being really mysterious, mm-hmm. and I felt that when she entered. To the story, she was a complete mystery, mm-hmm. and her first introduction doesn't really explain anything. No, but I love that, and I also loved that she seemed completely different from
2: Daniel, mm-hmm. but a brilliant friend to him. Yeah, they really yeah. fit together well. They're totally different. I think what connects them as well is the fact that they're both lonely characters mm-hmm. for different reasons. Daniel is an orphan, and Daniel was an orphanage at the start of the text. Ellie is lonely for other reasons, and it becomes clear. As the texts go on, why she's why she's so lonely. But I think their loneliness initially. I think they're kind of a little bit. They're a bit wary of each other, mm. probably because they don't really know how to be around other people. But they have realized they have so much in common, and the, this lovely friendship grows grows from it. I really I liked Ellie as well. I thought i mean at first i love her name i'll talk about names later but yeah i loved her name i want to call myself ellie silver i just change my name <laughs> i love it um but i loved her loyalty i love her bravery her kindness as well initially at the start you don't see that but as the story goes on she fully develops that way i also just think and I, with no spoilers i just think she has the saddest back backstory like when you find out more about what's what's like why she is the way she is mm-hmm. it really tugged on the, the heartstrings and it made me love her even more she's just a great a great character absolutely it's mm-hmm. know, the, the way she's revealed as you <coughs>
0: say just so mm-hmm. well done
2: really really brilliant do you have a most memorable moment yes so my favorite moment is when they visit the library of souls simply because i love the name but i love the idea of it as well without giving too much away uh, someone goes missing in the story and they have the idea to go to the Library of Souls to find out what happened to them. The Library of Souls is a library full of everyone's, uh, it's, has a, everyone has a book and in their book is their story and what happens to them. So you could actually, you know, find out what's going to happen to you in future, how you will pass away, things like that. So I really like that. So my favourite part was visiting the Library of Souls purely because of the descriptions. Would you mind if I read a little bit of it? Because oh, I loved it, of the, the descriptions. The of yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> this is definitely my favourite part they're just it's, like you said earlier it's so visual and I just love the way it's described the boat pulled up at the pu- platform the figure stepped from the boat onto the wooden floor welcome to the library of souls it said in a whispering voice that seemed to come from everywhere at once Daniel wondered if the books themselves were speaking and he shivered the voice continued stories are precious they are treasure and the most precious story of all is that of life Here, among those countless canals of ink, high in the bookcases, you shall find the story of everyone who has ever lived. Everyone who shall ever live. Past, present and future. Life and death. I will guide you to the tale that you seek. Yeah, so that's, that's, I don't want to read too much because I I don't want to give anything away, but... I just I love the I love the description the canals of ink I was just like that's so cool and I, I love that the bookcase I imagine the bookcases to be like almost like buildings like almost kind of like 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 New York but just full of like instead of skyscrapers you have bookcases and I just I, I just love that and that's just that's just one tiny part that's described really well the rest of the book does this too and it's just it's just it's just, it's just- <laughs> as, as yeah. it really is yeah. Rose McKenzie is just such a
0: brilliant writer yeah. and to be able to build that
2: in yeah. your mind but yeah I loved that so, I felt like I was plunged right back so, into it oh, so good what I liked about it the most was also they ask each other so I think Ellie and Daniel discuss whether they want to find out their story and what's going to happen and it made me kind of think I was like if I could go there would I want to find out I definitely think the answer would be no because I just I think I'd I'd end up rewriting it or something like that because <laughs> be like, i just like I'm a control freak and I need to know <laughs> what happened but but then I mentioned that's confusing. No, I think if I knew what was going to happen and I didn't like it, I would need to control it and change it. So yeah, I don't think I'd want to find out. I think I'd be the same. Yeah, yeah. but you would be tempted, wouldn't you, just have a, to- a sneak yeah, peek? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely would as well. So what about
0: you? What was your what was your si- stand out moment? Um, it was difficult to think of one without spoilers. Uh, no. but, um, but there's a there's a book in the the, mm-hmm. the story and there's only certain people who are allowed to write in mm-hmm. it. And there's a moment where Daniel mm-hmm. decides he's going to have a go mm-hmm. and. I just I really enjoyed the description yeah. of him deciding to do that and then what happened after he wrote in this book mm-hmm. um, and the chain of events that unfolded. It was just brilliant. It was one of those heart in your mouth. Yeah, moments, you're like, don't you're do it, don't do it. it. <laughs> like you're watching a, a horror film. Yeah. or watching someone about to go into the basement yep. or something. Yeah, yep. absolutely.
2: Yeah, that, that was also a really tense tense moment too. What about we always do this wild card? What's what was your wild card for you? Oh two things this was a book that Miss Marks and I were able to book gift to Mm. our second
0: our current second years and I've had so much brilliant feedback from the kids that have read it so hopefully the podcast gets it further (laughs) still and Mm -hmm. you can borrow it from the library but the thing that really meant something to me was it's a book that genuinely made me feel magical and I've only had that reading experience twice before once with Harry Mm -hmm. Potter and once with Lord of the Rings Ah, so to find it in another another book is incredible and so I'm I'm not exaggerating when I say that if you've
2: loved those stories, mm-hmm. you should read this one. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one too. It, it's uh, Ross McKenzie is so good at world building; like mm-hmm. the world is just great. And uh, I know we keep going on a bit, but very visual. And also, I just uh, can I kind of just wish I worked in the nowhere emporium. Like I just I imagine <laughs> that. Like you just go anywhere, at uh, anywhere in time, anywhere in the world. Like just so much. Imagine the power that comes with that. Like you, yeah, it'd be so good. Like, imagine how much you would learn. I would. Yeah, I would love it. Oh, so it would be so tempting. What, what's your wild card Oh, entry? well, my wild card, I love the names in this book. I'm obsessed. Like, as soon, as, soon <laughs> as I started reading them, I was like, oh, these are amazing. So there are a few characters that stand out. One character is Lucian Silver, is one of the main characters. He runs the Nowhere Emporium. Uh, Lucian means light, and I feel the his name really reflects him as a character, because I feel like he does bring light into the, char- the, the life of Daniel and things like that. And I know he's kind of mysterious, and he's... Uh, He's a wee bit standoffish. I don't know that, to describe yeah. him at times, but you know, he, he, you know, he means well, and he's just his name reflects him because he's truly magical. He brings light and wonder wonders to to everyone in the world, which I love. And then to contrast, there's uh, Vindictus Sharp. I Love that name. Vindictus sounds similar to vindictive, which fits with his name. It's the idea of revenge, and he is definitely out for revenge. Also, even with the sharp as well. So it's, I, I just it, it makes me think of somebody. He actually, when I picture him, I think of Lucius Malfoy from from oh, Harry Potter. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is. Just I, the, his name just truly conjures this image of someone totally evil, and yeah, it fits so well. And I mentioned Ellie before. I liked Ellie. Do you think also Daniel Holmes is the central character? I mean, this is probably me just going full English teacher on this, but um, I also just love the fact that he's got the same name as Sherlock Holmes, who's a very famous detective. Ooh, that's you know, true. links mm-hmm. to a book. Um, I feel. It's probably me just looking into it too much, but I feel that can't be a coincidence. Like no, That has it to be yeah no, I think that Ross McKenzie,
0: <laughs> writers are all readers, yeah. and I think he's too big a literary name for that not to yeah, be in his mind when he's, when he's doing it. Plus, I mean, he has to solve lots We talked about mysteries at yeah. the start. He's got to solve all these mysteries, so yeah.
2: I think there is yeah. a main nod, yeah. nod to so that. I'm not just looking into it too much, standard English teacher. No, I don't think so, um, So this kind of prompted me to think about if you could have a magical name, what would your magical name be? So do you have do you have a name in mind? Yeah, I, can, I think I confess to you already i spent too much time thinking
0: about yes. this um, because I was I'm really fascinated about names and the meaning behind mm-hmm. them and when I was at university I learned about it it's called onomastics. Oh, okay. So that's the study of names. Mm-hmm. If I had to be like a fictional character in a fantasy novel mm-hmm. I would of course be a librarian. Yes. Um so my name I think would be Astoria Wordsworth. Oh. And here's my reasoning. <laughs> um, Astoria stories that's yep that's mm-hmm. the big the big um the big reason I think that libraries are here to share stories and Wordsworth, because although I don't like mm-hmm. the poet, the poetry of William mm-hmm. Wordsworth,
2: I think he's just got a brilliant name for a writer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's I think what I would go exactly. with. Well, I, yeah, I only managed to get a first name because I, I don't, I don't know what my surname would be, but if I were magic, I would want to be. I would definitely want to have the power of shape-shifting and to turn into animals. So I really I quite like my Greek mythology. I like reading a little bit into it. I'm not an expert by any means, you know, but I, I do enjoy some of the stories. So one of my favourite goddesses is Artemis because she is the goddess of wild animals. My first name would definitely be Artemis. I don't know what my surname would be though. I'm not sure. I would i maybe like to think of something related to the animal that i would be i always have my patronus if we were to go harry potter uh i um i, I think my patronus was a stag so I, if i could find something kind of latiny to do with a stag or animals i, I would probably have that as my surname but alas i do not know <laughs> what it is i'm sure if i knew that yeah, I'd be able to tell you, yeah. But i'm sure we could we could come up yeah. with something. Like that. It's amazing We're getting a stag as your patronus because of Are course them? we know that there's only certain characters Oof. who have that
0: as your well patronus. what
2: can i say <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah i don't know what it would be but definitely i love the name artemis as well also i really enjoy the artemis fell series books as well so i like that oh, of course it got it's got its own nod to yeah. other literature yeah. as well so yeah Well, I think that pretty much sums it up for the Nowhere Emporium. I really enjoy, I know I say this every week and you're probably sick of hearing me saying I really enjoyed it, but I genuinely did. And we do tend to, we do pick books that we think everyone will enjoy. So like we said, if you're a Harry Potter fan, this is definitely the book for you. If you're not a Harry Potter fan, It's also just a great book as well. And it's available in the library. It is indeed. Plus, as you mentioned, there are
0: sequels and they are also available. And I believe it's also available on our eBooks platform as well. So if you prefer to read on a device, then you've got that option. Excellent.
2: We are going to try a new segment for this podcast called Whatcha Reading." Yeah, uh, I, I had to do it. Okay, I had to do it. <laughs> Basically, we want to talk about the books that we're reading ourselves just now. And we're also going to talk about what we're watching on TV or in film. Whatcha reading? <laughs> um, I love the sound of it. Um, I'm reading actually a book called The Cruel Prince
0: by Holly Black. It's a young adult fiction, it's a fantasy novel, and it's the start of a trilogy, as lots of of fantasy (laughs) stories are. And I was a bit stuck about what to read. I was in a bit of a rut. I'd just finished rereading Lord of the Rings, and I wasn't sure what to go on to next. So I was literally in the middle of the library, in the stacks, and uh, I was talking to a first-year pupil, and I asked for a recommendation and The, the Cruel Prince mm-hmm. was what was recommended. And it's a magical story. So just as we were talking about with the Nowhere Emporium, I feel like I'm plunged into, mm-hmm. it's kind of the world of fairy. It's got a real kind <coughs> of edge and sense of danger lurking everywhere. But I'm, I'm so far really enjoying it. But the, the names are very difficult to keep track of. Right. I don't know if that's just me. So hopefully it'll become easier as I read that. <laughs> I don't think I can do the
2: same sound effect, but can it's I ask okay. you? What are you reading, Mrs. McCarthy? Of course. Um So I am... Um, I'm currently still reading Shuggie bean So Shuggie bean is probably more for adult readers, the content's quite mature, but it was the winner of the Booker Prize for 2020, so I fancied reading it. It's set in Glasgow in the 1980s and it describes the life of a family during that time. And they just, they, they go through a lot of really difficult situations, have a lot on their plate to deal with. I really, as bleak as it is, I also just think it's really beautifully written, like there's really nice descriptions to describe, even, you know, a grey murky day in Glasgow, and I'm like, how can you do that? How can you make it so beautiful? Um, So I'm really enjoying it, but I have to kind of be in the right headspace to read it uh, because of the, the, the nature of it, but I am really enjoying it, hopefully going to finish it over the Christmas break so I can read, and then I'll read something else. So going for that just now. What are you watching just now?
0: I am re-watching uh, Star Trek, so I'm a massive Star Trek fan, <laughs> and I just thought, you know what, I'm, I'm in the mood for a comfort watch, so I thought I'll watch something that's not brand new, Yeah. Uh, but of course there's new series of Star Trek on the horizon. Can I, Is so. it,
2: right, uh, I'm useless with Star Trek, um, <laughs> is this like Next Generation? It, it, it is. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, um, yep, the captain
0: of Next Generation right. has his own series, so there's a, a new series of his show on the horizon, and uh, Star Trek. Discovery as well. So, I'm looking forward to lots of that watching in the future. So, it's good. What about yourself, Ms. McCarthy?
2: Uh, I'm also re watching something. So each year, I have an annual rewatch of Parks and Recreation. It's on Netflix. It's a comedy. It's about uh, a Parks and Recreation department in a government in sort of the Midwest of the US. And the characters are just so funny. It's just, you know, I was watching it last night. And I, I mean, I'm not joking when I've said this is like my fifth or sixth or maybe even seventh rewatch. <laughs> And it still makes me laugh so much. Lots of great actors in it. There's Amy Poehler, who else? Nick Offerman, Chris Pratt, who's Star Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy. That was, I think, that was his breakout thing right, that kind yeah. of got him into it. So funny, and it's also just really wholesome. And I think, like you said, we need a comfort just now, especially with the Dark Knights coming in. And it's just nice, to, nice knowing that I've got that to go home to to watch. I know what you mean, it's not quite comforting about characters you know very yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, also I totally I really think, well, I really identify with Leslie Nope. like she's just oh, yeah. relentless, she really cares about things and also, yeah um, I watch it sometimes and I feel I, not, I've, I've probably seen that I'm quite arrogant here that like, I'm this like, <laughs> I watch it and I'm just like oh gosh, I would totally do that too <laughs> so yeah, it's good hopefully finish that before Christmas I think and then I'll move on to something new but yeah, it's good to have the comfort all of it. Oh, brilliant! Well, I enjoyed that comfort watching. The comfort the watch for the winter. Yes. Thank you very much for listening to this month's edition of Book Leather, Fact, Fiction and Fabulousness. Thank you to Mr. McKean for coming along. And thank you, Miss McLean, for some lovely conversation. We're still waiting for a jingle. Please give us a jingle. Um, you <laughs> really... <laughs> I, know. I mean, otherwise you may have to put up with my sound effects and nobody wants to hear that. Oh no, we like so... <laughs> that. We want that and the jingle so if you have any ideas for a jingle please come and see miss McLean or me mrs mccarthy and we'll try and get this organized um, it'd be really good to have some pupils input into creating the jingle let us know if you haven't thank you for listening and we'll see you next month next year as well <laughs> <laughs>